When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Looking ahead, of course, but also going over yesterday's Bills wildcard win over Pittsburgh. Haven't gotten into Stephon Diggs' game yet. Seven for 52 on nine targets. Not insignificant. He also took a moment to drink out of a Steelers water bottle uh, after a play. I don't know if Eric Wood ever would have tried that. I'm, I'm not sure how many times Eric would have gotten to the other sideline in his career. But uh, how about that move, Eric? Nobody does anything. Diggs is pushed out of bounds, grabs a water bottle, takes a drink, goes back out into the field. Maybe the, the Steeler guys were all just sort of stunned to see it. that nobody, They didn't have time to react. I don't know. Have you ever tried that move? Uh, no, I never tried it because I was never moving fast enough towards the sideline to make it that far into the bench area. I mean, if I, if I did get to the sideline, it was generally a screenplay or something, or maybe I pulled and I'd be blocking someone into the sideline. But, no, I'd never be running that fast, uh, likely, towards their sideline to, to make that move. I, I don't see what the big deal is other than uh, just kind of having fun with it. It's not like there's going to be a scarcity of water if he – if he does that, but I mean, I, I, but I, I do know that you can get upset during a football game when your adrenaline's going to, over some really petty things. So uh, maybe, maybe okay. it could have been an issue. So yeah. you could you could have been sitting on the bench at a moment when somebody else did that, uh, like a Patriots guy or something comes over and just does that. You think you might not just sort of let it let it slide. So one of my favorite training camp jokes ever is to unscrew the top of a water bottle and then hand somebody one and then they go to squirt it. Cause those things you gotta, you gotta squeeze them pretty good to get them to come out. And so they go to squeeze it, but the water, the top's just sitting on there and they drench themselves. Uh, I would love to do that to someone during a game uh, on the opposing team, but uh, I don't think I would have been too offended by it. Uh, especially in a game where the wind chill is hovering around zero. Uh, <laughs> that could have been a thing. Yeah. Some fans, sent word to me i don't know if mike you got the same replies because this came up on post game there was a bills game years ago well enough years ago that warren sap was an opponent and he did this on the Bills sideline and got flagged um and there was another penalty on the play i don't know if it was for the bills reacting to him doing it or not but yeah i, I thought you know whatever they kind of got away with one there i mean it was it was cool and funny uh until the flag flies i suppose yeah yeah that's kind of the case and many of those instances, but 
um, yeah, uh, it's kind of like Josh pointing at the Bengals defender going into the end zone. Like you, I mean, you could really nitpick every aspect of an NFL game and try and take all the fun out of it or mm-hmm. uh, let the guys have a little bit of fun out there. Well, of course, uh, just a, a small moment of uh, hilarity in an important and impressive win overall as the Bills move on to the divisional round, 31-17. Eric, a, a couple of your takeaways uh, from this game. Takeaways, well, here's one for me, that the Bills just do not lose when they refrain from uh, turning the ball over, and this was one of those days. Yeah, since 2020, the Bills undefeated when Josh Allen doesn't have a turnover in the game, and that happened yesterday, and that streak remains alive. What was impressive to me is the Steelers came into the game with only 16 total turnovers on the season, second fewest in the NFL, and they turned the ball over twice. Should have been three times. Not sure how that play was not called um, a recovery by uh, Spectre on the play, but they don't give us that one. It should have been three. But, yeah, the Bills forced two turnovers, get 14 points off of turnovers early on in that one. And, really, the Bills get up 21, and you have a, you know, pretty routine field goal by Tyler Bass. Now, I know it can be tough in the kicking game when it's cold out, and it seemed like even since opening kickoff, a number of miss hits from Bass yesterday, and he hit a couple of PATs that were low-line drives, and then that one gets blocked. And then instead of being 24 to nothing going into the half, it's now – 21 to seven, but um, you know, and the Bills start the second half. Knox has a key drop, and the Bills go three and out. And you're thinking, okay, with these now, these injuries are starting to mount defensively. Can the Steelers push back in this one? And they got it within seven points, but the Bills ultimately uh, come away with a with a convincing win. And look, you're in the playoffs. Every team is good. This is a team playing his third string quarterback and had been playing good football heading into the postseason. 3-0, and you're worried about the weather, the elements. Does this, you know, kind of neutralize the talent gap here? And, and luckily yesterday, you know, it was cold, not super windy. The Bills can operate their offense as normal. And, you know, is, and is, is, as much angst as I might have had at one point during the game, especially with all the injuries, right. you know, I went back and looked afterwards at the Yahoo Sports win probability throughout the game. And even as they pulled it to seven, the Bills' win probability was still like 88.5% or something. Yeah, right. I, the, the injuries definitely played a part in my, um, I don't know, trepidation. I, I definitely got tense um, on the way to it becoming a seven-point game, and then it ultimately became a seven-point game, and you've got Bernard leaving on a cart, and it just started to feel like, you know, a little ominous, I guess. And to their credit, you know, I mean, the Bills got that drive, that, that final drive culminated by – the Shakir touchdown, their final touchdown drive, I should say, culminated by the great play by Shakir and just sort of calmed everything back down as far as I was concerned. Yeah, it did. And I'm with you. And, you know, early in the season, the defensive injuries, you know, I I almost thought at the time it derailed the entire season and maybe they couldn't overcome it. Now, even at six and six, we didn't have a whole lot of panic when we were talking on here on Mondays, but, you know, the optimism was, starting to to drain because of you know okay is this is this a wasted season a wasted season of Josh Allen in his prime because of injuries that were out of your control you felt like you built a good enough roster to go compete for a Super Bowl and not just Bills fans thought that they were one of the few betting favorites to start the season to win the Super Bowl and then you had this huge rush of injuries on the defensive side of the football and you're wondering can they overcome it well through defensive scheme through 
guys gaining experience in those positions through Rasul Douglas, Linval Joseph, pickups that you, you made at the trade deadline and a free agent acquisition. That being said, then you felt really good about the defensive game. And you felt like, okay, well, now the Bills yep. do have a, a, a caliber defense, even amidst the injuries, even without Milano and Trey White, guys are starting to get healthier. And you feel like this defense is kind of back where we thought it would be at the start of the season. And then all those injuries hit again. And yeah, it took a little bit of wind out of the sails. With Eric Wood on the Western Hotline, Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. So maybe a obligatory Josh Allen Q&A here, Eric, before maybe we get into the Chiefs and the matchup coming up a little bit. Uh, the run will go down in the, in the annals, you know, just Bill's history, great moments, that 52-yard touchdown run, an actual Bill's playoff record, any player. Never had a 52-yard touchdown run in a postseason game. Another one of these games where the combination of his rushing stats and the three touchdown passes, unprecedented for a quarterback in the playoffs. Another great day for him. Yeah, he seems to really turn it up in the playoffs. And I think some of that comes from you let him play loose and you go say, Josh, make plays with your legs if you need to. If we lose, we're going home anyways. If you get a little dinged up, it, you know, we got a full off season here. And, and that's not to say you want him to go out there and play reckless with his body, but you're saying, hey, if the play's there, go take it. And you might not be telling him to do that in weeks maybe one through six. And so Josh Allen gets in the playoffs, and we've seen some epic performances from him. And, you know, he, he capped this one off as well yesterday with a four-touchdown, no-turnover performance. And had they not been sitting there with a two- to three-score lead for a majority of the game, likely a, a, a bigger staff performance even on the back end of that one. But – you know, I just thought yesterday Josh's discipline from the very start of the game in just attacking matchups, nothing unnecessary down the field, no risky throws. The only one that ended up getting tipped kind of in the middle of the field was the shot that digs. Well, that's a Tampa two beater. And I mean, that's just a, a little bit of an underthrow by Josh. He needed either a little bit more air, or a little bit more juice on that. And that's another touchdown. And so even there, that's not necessarily a risky play. You're throwing over the top of a linebacker to your number one receiver and digs. And so, I just thought he was incredible throughout the game of attacking matchups and then taking what the defense gives him. Anything at all to say about the Steelers' effort on the 52-yard run? I mean, it's a great play by Allen, and we talked a little bit earlier today, Eric, about like you know the reputation of quarterbacks sliding, the proclivity of them sliding. Even though Allen didn't fake a slide, you might suspect that defenders approaching him were – expecting him to slide in that situation because they almost look like they had him surrounded. I'm thinking mostly of Patrick Peterson, who is locked up with Deontay Hardy and to me looked every bit like, yeah, I'm being blocked. I can't, oh, I can't do anything about it. I'm being blocked. Like, he, he just looked like he wanted no part of tackling 6'5", 250. Yeah, and Patrick Peterson isn't, doesn't have the reputation throughout his career of being a big hitter either. But, right. you know, on that play, on that play, and look, Steelers fans are up in arms, and even their players had mentioned it after the game. And does he break down? Yes. Does Josh Allen slide on the move every time? Rarely. And so you go into the game expecting him not to slide. That doesn't mean you get kill shots on NFL quarterbacks because if he does go to slide, you can't be going in full steam. And, and look, when they got the personal foul, when Josh slid later in the game, I was on the broadcast saying, Look, I would not want to be a defensive player right now in the NFL trying to make tackles on Josh Allen because 
Josh Allen does slide that time, and the guy doesn't hit him in the head, and they still call it. A little aided by the crowd, I think, too. When they when Miles Jack uh, went on top of Josh after he slid, the crowd went nuts. It's like the referees had to do something. And so uh, give the crowd assist there. But it's just difficult. I mean, Josh has enough power to completely embarrass you, put you on the offseason highlight reel if, if, you, if you don't come with some force. And then if he does slide – but that's the advantage that NFL players have in the league right now, and that's in, in quarterbacks, and that's okay. Yeah. Like every every team has that ability with their quarterback right now. Not all of them have the athletic gift that Josh Allen does, but you know it just is what it is. Yeah, well, all, all fouls and penalties are not created equal, but Miles Jack got away with one. I don't know if you guys noticed this: the Shakir we touchdown. Did. Did you see yep. Jack, like, absolutely blindsided Maul digs at the goal line? Like, you cannot convince me he's trying to get to the ball carrier there. I think he's just taking a shot at a star player. It was gross. He is, and, and that was that was a disgusting play. Chris Brown brought up on the broadcast. That's Miles Jack, who was playing on the Jacksonville 2017 team, 2018 playoff game, the one I played in, when they were headhunting people throughout that game and had some pretty dirty plays out there. For them, and that's the same, a guy on the same defense as we saw in that 2018 playoff game take some dirty shots, and so that's uh, kind of on par for him. But that's not a football play; it's not a play on the ball. And Diggs was fairly slow to get up on that play. That got my blood boiling a little bit in the broadcast booth. And a lot of whining from the Steelers. Pickens talking about the refs were the difference in the game, and just like what a what a franchise. I mean, I don't want to take too much time on this Eric but I would like a quick thought for you on Pittsburgh what what your takeaway from this season is Mike Tomlin gets a question about his contract running out just walks walks away there's always all this drama with Pittsburgh they've not won a playoff game since 2016 is it time for a change there it sounds like there's not going to be one yeah I mean I have a ton of respect for coach Tomlin I mean I truly do the the success that he's sustained there and really those last few years of Ben Roethlisberger there they didn't have good quarterback play then and they haven't these last couple of years. And so you're looking at a team that, you know, makes the playoffs or has winning seasons, you know, really without that much good quarterback play at the end. Um, it's really tough to move on from a guy that's had that type of success. Um, he's going to need a, a good offensive coordinator. And then uh, I believe I've said it on the show before, my philosophy on NFL quarterbacks are you either in NFL teams, you either have a quarterback that can win you a Super Bowl or you don't. And if you don't, you should be in the process of trying to get one because it's very rare that you can win a Super Bowl without a top-tier quarterback. And so I don't know that what they have right now in Kenny Pickett, um, you know, not Mason Rudolph and, and not Mitch Trubisky. So, you know, I, I don't know where that puts them because if you, if you keep tumbling around, you're going to be competitive year after year and you're going to be right in the middle of the pack and it's going to be tough to get – you know, one of those guys at the top of the draft, now you can always go try and get one in free agency, I guess. Right. So, Eric, uh, what's left to say about a matchup between the Bills and the Chiefs? This is eight since Sean McDermott got here, seven in barely over three years, and, of course, a third in the playoffs in, in four seasons. Just um, the, the first thing for me is how the Bills – of course, it's, you know – a a step toward the Super Bowl. That's that's number one, but also a chance to take out the champs and take some measure of revenge against a team that has, well, in the playoffs anyway, taken them out twice. Yeah, and you finally get them in your place, and you you're thinking to yourself, okay, you got us at your place twice. Okay, 
now here we come. We're going we're gonna to get you in our place, and that's the significance of that regular season game that we won at Arrowhead, that you have to come to Buffalo now. And so, you know, I, I mean, honestly, for me, if I'm looking at this from the player's perspective, there's a, a ton of motivation. I mean, personally, for this Bills team to get over the hump and, and move closer to getting to the Super Bowl, which they haven't done with this incredible run of success they've had, they haven't been able to get to the Super Bowl. So this is a step in that direction. This is a Chiefs team that has been the class of the AFC, the Bengals, get to the Super Bowl two years ago and beat them in the AC championship game. But this Mahomes-Reed combination has been the class of the conference, and this is a step of taking them, taking them down a notch and, 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 and putting yourself maybe above them. And then, you know, this is uh, – I don't think there's a whole lot of love lost between these teams, especially right now. I mean, it gets chippy between these teams when they play. And I know Mahomes and Josh are good buddies, and or, uh, that's what they say. But I'll tell you what, I mean, of all the success that Patrick Mahomes has had and all the favorable calls that Kansas City has gotten over the years, and for Patrick Mahomes to walk out the midfield, I've been as mad as I've ever been after games and run into one of my good buddies on the other team, and I say congratulations, you know, stay safe the rest of the year. And instead, when he knows the cameras are on him and all the, all the attention is there, he starts complaining about the officials to Josh. Like, that's, that's, that's not a classy move. And so, um, I don't know. That would tick me off. And I don't know that these guys need any extra motivation, but I'm sure they can find some uh, if they need to. Good on you for recalling that and mentioning it here because that really annoyed me. And even the next day after he, you know, b- you know backed away, apologized about it, uh, you know, in that moment you, you revealed something about yourself right there. You know, like I, I don't know what Allen said to him, walking off the field in 21 after 13 seconds but it never looked like Allen was complaining to him about anything and you know that was a much more important and bitter way to lose a game than what happened to Mahomes so yeah that I I choose to mostly I've been neutral on I I like Andy Reid who doesn't like watching Mahomes play even though they're a big rival and definitely in our hair here collectively I I I haven't really found a, a place to be aggravated or mad at Mahomes, that worked for me, and I needed to be reminded of it. So thank you. I'm, I'm with you there. I, I'm actually uh, right on the same page with you there, Bulldog. Like it was easy to hate the Patriots. You know, you had Deflate Gate, and you know, there's just always something shady going on in that organization. And you know, Andy Reid is. I got to play uh, under him at the Pro Bowl, and have spent time around different coaches on their staff. Um, played under their offensive line coach at the senior bowl for a week. Great guys. And, and, you know, at times it's like, okay, if the bills can't win it, you know, Andy Reed, what a guy. And everyone else that's played for him has essentially said the same thing, but yeah, I, I needed that one. I needed that one here uh, <laughs> during the regular season this year. I'm with you. Eric, you're uh, always so solid with us. Maybe even especially sharp today. Maybe it's that cold plunge. What is this now? So, you are on purpose entering uh, cold water. Is that your pool I'm watching in this tweet, this video? Yeah, that's that's my pool. It's something I do pretty often. I have uh, an actual cold tub in the garage, but it was cold enough outside to be able to use that outside for some cold exposure. There's a lot of health benefits to it. Um, I had a lot of injuries in my career that when you take the inflammation out and it helps with soreness, body feels pretty good uh, throughout the day. So I, I had done it a bunch when I was in the league, 
and we were trying to get our lower half in there, trying to get our legs recovered. And now I go down to my neck like a psychopath and uh, <laughs> wakes you, it wakes you up. Well, look, I drove home from Buffalo after the game last night. So, um, you know, and we had a pretty long pregame too, because we get that extra half hour of the 430 kick. So you get an extra half hour of being a talking head before your actual job starts. And then uh, drove home and uh, after the game and didn't get to sleep till probably close to 4 a.m. So, it woke me up a little bit today, so I appreciate you saying I sounded a little extra sharp today. Yes. What What is that, nine hours? Uh, no, it's a little over seven. I, I mean, I'm, I'm stopping seven. for gas for literally six minutes, grabbing a water, using the restroom, and I'm back on the road. I don't I don't mess around with many stops or anything. So, it, But you just you got to time it right because you're going to go through um, – coming from Louisville, you're going to hit Cincinnati. You cannot hit traffic there. Columbus could have some decent traffic and then just south of Cleveland you're heading over and you can't mess with that Cleveland traffic either so as long as it, like last night was a perfect time to drive because there's gonna be absolutely no traffic you just gotta stay away for the drive when when did you get in Eric and I should have asked you this earlier but real quick because I know we're about out of time when did you get in and find out that the game was being moved all that so I found out on my way up on Saturday so I had heard there would be a travel ban around 3 p.m. My flight was scheduled to get in that evening, and all the flights were starting to get canceled. And so to make sure I was in town, I just hopped in the car. One of my buddies, um, who's originally from Buffalo, that lives in Louisville, him and his son, and another one of my friends called him up, hey, you guys want to go? I have club seats for you if you want to go. And uh, <laughs> so we drove up, and I was doing the bang the drum at the Sabres game. So went to the Sabres game, uh, let them know that I was going to be able to do that because I was coming into town early. And then uh, – on Sunday, I don't get many days like this, you know, with young kids. And then if I'm on the road, especially for Bills games, it's generally work obligations. Like Sunday, I went to Sports City Pizza Pub once the travel ban lifted downtown and, like, just watched back-to-back games and drank beer and ate wings. And it was like I had no responsibilities. It felt pretty good. I saw <laughs> pictures of you there. Uh, you tweeted there, or they did. And I'm like, damn, dude. Like, it's, it's, I, I was going stir-crazy. My wife was working, like, three miles away. Like, I, I, I could get there. <laughs> I should have I got on the horn with you guys. Yeah, I put a full, sh- I put a full shift in there. <laughs> good, All right, good that you deal. made it work, Eric, and got home safely. Um, should be maybe unforgettable this week. So big. Can't wait. Thanks for your time today. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to next week. There you go. There's Eric Wood's weekly appearance with us here on WGR, and it's brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. By Arthur Pressman, your DWI and traffic attorney. Don't mail it in. By Northtown Automotive, whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at Northtown. And by the Good Feet Store, don't just live with foot. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Visit the Good Feet store on Walden today. Plan was apparently for Sean McDermott to speak at 4, Sal Capaccio then to join us at 4.30, which we're almost to. But Sal is telling us that McDermott hasn't started yet, and so he doesn't have any injury updates to discuss with us. Maybe we'll try to push Sal back and see uh, what we get from the head coach whenever he gets around to uh, that Zoom call. There is a report that the Bills are releasing Leonard Fournette from the practice squad, which may mean an addition to the practice squad of a player at a different position with all the injuries on defense. It seems logical to think that could be where this is heading. We even the other day on our show, we're predicting maybe Fournette doesn't get the call up here because they need him for other guys. And that seems possibly what happened yesterday as well. So um, there's still some news to come here on the bills and their injury struggles. Mike Shope and the Bulldog at 803-0550. We'll get Sal on eventually here and get you that update when we have it. Ross Tucker coming up at 5 today with us. This is WGR. It's Sal Capaccio. Filling up right behind the Bills bench right now with their flags and their hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. Let's go Buffalo Chant. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Okay, we are excited to bring Sal on at the uh, originally scheduled time here, 4.35, as it happens, as there's enough information from Sean McDermott now that we can have a conversation about where the Bills are at here injury-wise. I want to say, you know, let's do that, and then we'll have plenty of time this week to talk about Kansas City, Sal, but it's already, like, Tuesday, and the the (laughs) game being played on a Monday shortens that a little bit, but... We've also had, you know, countless conversations about the Chiefs over the years anyway. Uh, All right, so what is the latest from uh, McDermott on the injured players? We didn't give much. The only thing we've learned new here in the last little while, Taron Johnson is officially in concussion protocol. That wasn't necessarily the case yesterday. He was being evaluated for head injury, but he was never ruled out of the game. He is in concussion protocol. Um, He listed, he talked about, every player that's injured basically and said, Gabe's still dealing with the knee, Taylor Rapp with the calf. And he kind of went down the list, all the guys yesterday as well. And I believe, and I'm this is uh, Dan Fates in Rochester, counted nine players he listed. He said all of them will continue to take it day by day and see how the week unfolds. Do I need to ask if he specified, was Bernard mentioned in there? He was. 
Okay. He he mentioned them. He mentioned all these guys, but he said okay. we'll take it yeah. day by day and see how the week unfolds. I only ask because one of the first lists I saw from one of the many Bills reporters I follow had a, a list names listed, and I just did not see Bernard's name there, and I just was wondering if he was excluded from that group of day to day. Nah, you know what, Bulldog? Then I have to go back and look. I mean, he he basically. I was I was listening. I was ready to come on with you guys. I, I mean, I think he listed every name. But if he didn't, he definitely made it clear, like, all of the people who are injured are in the same bucket gotcha. right now. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So yeah. even if he missed a name, um, and, I, and and look, I, I heard, like, two questions before I came out with you guys, but that was it with the injuries. So even if he missed a name, he didn't specify anything specific with anybody, like, uh, uh, any one of those guys. Right. Gotcha. Well, right. let's, we... let's do ahead. our best here, Sal. Maybe you can do your best here to try to – you know, if, if you will, guess at where what we're going to look like going into Sunday. I mean, Bernard was carted off, so maybe I'd want to assume that he'd be a long shot for this game. Maybe not when it comes to Douglas or Taylor Rapp even, perhaps, or even Gabe Davis. I don't know. Like, did you have any uh, particular Dodson, right, guys who could who didn't play yesterday, maybe how close they might have been to being able to do so? Um, by the way, specifically was asked, apparently, I'm looking at uh, Joe Biscali, our buddy from The Athletic, tweeted out, uh, he, McDermott says, quote, he doesn't know for sure what Terrell Bernard's week will look like with the ankle injury, he says he will know more tomorrow. So I guess, again, put him in the same gotcha. bucket, but there you go. There's Thank a specific you. answer on Bernard. Yeah, listen, guys, I mean, this is going to be tricky this week. Remember last week we talked about the numbers, right, and how there was basically three spots. You could only elevate two guys, and that's what wound up happening. And by the way... 20 minutes ago, Field Yates reported the Bills have released Leonard Fournette from the practice squad. So, you know, to me, that's probably an indication I don't know this. I'm kind of reading into this that maybe Leonard Fournette just said, okay, like if I'm not going to be up, like, you know, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll have to find out, you know, if there's anything more to it. But apparently that is the case. Going into this game, they're going to be up against it, especially if a punter is hurt. I mean, they don't have another punter on the roster. Tyler Bass can punt. He's done it five times in his college career. Uh, but if Sam Martin can't punt, I mean, you're, you got, you got to have a punter. And you're going to have to probably sign one of the practice squad and elevate them unless you release somebody off the actual roster uh, and keep two of them because if you release, you know, you could release uh, Sam. You can't release Sam Martin because he'd be injured. You can't release an injured guy. So that complicates things. And then as far as the linebacking core is concerned, you really hope you get Dodson back because if Bernard can't go, then you're looking at, again, a week of – and then what about Bill Inspector with a back injury? I don't even know if I'm answering your question, Mike. I just know that there's a lot of guys injured, <laughs> well, and there's, a lot, of, there's yeah. a lot of roster gymnastics that have to take place between now and Sunday. And McDermott yeah. is choosing today to leave basically most of that under wraps. Um, is Correct. there – is there a limit to how many veterans can be on the practice squad? Because my thought on Fournette was that they, and you kind of got there just now, like might needs might need a player or two uh, that plays a different position. I'm not. I mean, I'm guessing they don't have a punter on the practice squad. I don't know about linebacker depth, but they're certainly being tested more so than at running back. There is no limit on the number of like uh, years you can have in. You can only have a certain amount of guys have a certain amount of years. So even if Lorenzo Alexander, for example, decided to come out of – I always use him because he played so long on uh, so many teams. <laughs> even if Lorenzo Alexander decided to come out of retirement, you could sign him with the practice squad. But And, yes, there is a limit on the number of veterans, but it, it shouldn't impact this. It's basically like 
two or three guys with, you know, 10 years and another four guys with five years or something like that. So it really shouldn't have that much of an impact on this at all. Do you happen to know, I, I, my recollection is that Taron Johnson has not missed a game this year, but he did, he was in the protocol in a week leading up to a game and then they cleared it and I think he mm-hmm. played. That's how I remember it. So I'm going a long way here, hopefully not too clumsily, to point out that this is at least his second concussion of the season that we know about. Correct. And in this case, it's a six-day turnaround. And I think that's what would really be even more, you know, um, concerning if he can come back at all. Obviously, it's concerning as any concussion, but you're right. Um, You know, yesterday he he was mad on the field. And I know, like, it's not abnormal for guys like that, but when he came out of the game... I believe it had to be the independent neurologist who called him out. And obviously that's a good job because he was had a concussion, right? He's in a concussion protocol, Mm -hmm. but um, he was ready to play the next snap and it didn't seem like anything was wrong. I don't know exactly what happened, but the Steelers were in the huddle and just about to break the huddle. They were in the commercial break and all of a sudden he ran off the field upset and they put him in the blue tent and then he went in and now he's in concussion protocol. So yeah, um, now that would be multiple this year, at least two. I don't, was there another one he was in, or I know there was somebody else at one of the DBs, but I don't think it, I don't know if it was him for sure. But this is six days now. He's going to have yeah. to clear concussion protocol, and that's that's even more you know problematic. Sal Capaccio on the West Her Hotline. Nice win though. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to yeah. have this whole con- conversation just be about about injuries, although it certainly would. Uh, we could fill the time, but you know how how um, impressed were you with the Bills' performance? I mean, I thought it was great up until it was about 21 nothing, and then, you know, some things went awry, including the kicking game. And then because of all the injuries, I think primarily the Steelers had some success in the passing game. They were trying to, and they did a good job of taking advantage of the second level because the Bills didn't really have anybody at that level who's a very good cover guy, meaning linebackers. These, are, these were run stoppers that were in there. And then you lost Taron Johnson. And I thought the steel, and then I mean, you know, Kyrie was playing on the boundary. They lost so many guys. I'm, I mean, it's incredible to think about. They had what if you think about Milano and Trey White too as part of the the team. You're down to like your fifth and sixth linebackers. Basically, you're down to your maybe fourth and fifth boundary corners. I think, and you know, so that goes into this, Mike. But I mean, I thought they let the Steelers back into the game a little bit. But overall, really for that maybe last drive of this, that half, the block field goal, and then into the third quarter, that was about it. For the rest of the pretty much three quarters of the game, I think the Bills completely controlled it. And, you know, I, I wondered this, and I looked back this morning to make sure, there was never a time when the Steelers were only down one score and had the ball. When they cut it to one score, the Bills had the ball went down and scored again to make it a two-score lead. So from that aspect, it was never, oh, my God, they're down one score and they have the ball. But it did get to one score. And, I mean, so there were some things they could have cleaned up. Otherwise, yeah, I mean, they took control early. And to me, they just controlled most of the game. Yeah, that that drive after Pittsburgh pulled the within seven was, like, much needed. Very, you know, really good sign that they had that response. Because uh, I, I, I'll admit it, I was tense enough that I was nervous. Like, oh now here, now now we're going to get a mistake, right? It's been a clean game here from Josh, and no turnovers, and you know now it's now it's getting tense. And all they did was just 
cruise right down the field, and Shakir made an incredible play uh, yeah. to, to, to finish that off. A uh, couple of things, uh, one on that, the other on Allen. Sometimes, Sal, you have a unique perspective where you are. Like, I want to ask you, maybe the Shakir play second, but first the, the Allen run, the 52-yard touchdown <laughs> run, what was your vantage point for that run? This is amazing that this happened, right? I mean, I'm just like uh, all the time. So basically what happens is on the field, as you guys know, you know, I have some equipment and transmitters. And right before that play, the Bills are in the huddle and my, my transmitter battery went. I couldn't hear anything. I couldn't hear Greg or um, <laughs> oh, no. Chris, Chris or Eric. So yeah. I had to – I had a little spot behind the Bills bench where I went to change my batteries so I could put the new transmitter in. So as I'm changing – and I'm getting the last bit of the batteries in. I'm watching the big board, and I see Allen run. Now, normally, I would be right down there, kind of he's coming at me. Right, in the meantime, I'm ask. behind the bench, right around, maybe around midfield, just trying to change the batteries. I see him take off, and then I see the move, and it just so happens right at that time that I put the battery in. So I start running after him, basically. So I'm, 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 I'm trailing here, and I'm, I'm, I'm running down the field, and – he he gets to the end zone as I get to about the maybe 20 or 15-yard line. But from there, it was incredible watching. That, it was actually a cool, cool vantage point. I was mad that I didn't see him coming at me, but yeah. I got to see kind of the bench and the reaction of the players trailing him, and that was pretty cool. So, you know, once you get down there and then you see – and you know what? It was James Cook had – it looked like he was shaken up a little on that drive, but yet he was one of the first guys down there, and that was cool because I saw that, and I'm like, okay, James Cook is okay, and I'm looking for things like that. So that vantage point was um, was very cool. And as far as Shakir is concerned, so I was in my normal spot there. I was standing right around the goal line. It's second and nine. He catches the ball what would have been a short gain, and I'm thinking to myself, okay – you remember they just had the field goal blocked. They hadn't missed the one yet. They had the one field goal blocked, and I'm thinking, all right, now like, this is a big third down coming up. When he caught it, I'm expecting him to get tackled. And I'm thinking right in my head, okay, big third down. And then all of a sudden, your mind just flips to, wait a minute, does he have something here? And as he's weaving, you could see he's going to score. I immediately start thinking, was he down? I'm looking for a beanbag. I'm looking for a, anything, mm-hmm. just something to like the referee coming in and pointing. That's what I'm looking for. And I never saw that. So now you're like, okay, he scored. And then honestly, my next thing was Stefan Diggs was laying down on the turf. Right. He was hurt he got, again. He got did, did you guys see what happened by, there? Yeah. He got blindsided by Miles Jack. It was filthy, filthy. Yeah. And, and, and blindsided, he rode him like a bull. Like yeah. he jumped on his back. It was wild. I don't know that I've seen Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity, and I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade, handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. A, a, a particularly, like, as disturbing, like, it was just, it was just gross. I, I mean, he just, he, he hammered them for no reason whatsoever. Now, the only thing I can think of in his defense would would be here that there were a lot of blue jerseys as he's chasing. Maybe he thought he had the ball. Maybe he thought it was Shakir. I don't know because it's possible he got caught in the washer. He was jumping to tackle him, but he tackled Diggs instead. But I'm, I'm honestly just trying here to give him the benefit of the doubt because, like you said, right. otherwise, that was, that was a really dirty, dirty play if that's not the case. You and Josh Allen looking at the scoreboard as Allen is running to that uh, <laughs> yeah. to that touchdown, and yes, James Cook had just limped off maybe a play earlier. Yep. So he's on the sideline with the cape coat as uh, Allen sets up third and eight. The result of fifty-two yard run, one for the ages. Very good, Sal. Thanks for the update here. Yeah, guys, and just so you know, while I was on with you, Sean McDermott said that they wish Leonard Fournette well. He would not get into why he was released, said it was not about his conduct. And again, that leads me to believe it might be just Leonard Fournette thinking, hey, you know, if I'm not going to be up here and playing, like, what am I doing? I don't know that, but it kind of reads like that to me. Thanks, Sal. You got it. There you go. There's Sal Capaccio on our West Her Hotline. His appearances are always brought to you by New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? I mean, a chance at a ring would be one reason to uh, to stick it out. But yeah. we'll figure out more here about the practice squad as the Bills eventually have to show their cards as what they where they think they might be with Bernard or the cornerbacks or, um, I mean, Sam Martin even. So the punter, there could be yeah, some, right? some roster movement still to come here. Probably will be. Ross Tucker coming up in 15 minutes. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, WGR. Welcome back. That's coming up. Ross Tucker, who had the Dolphins-Chiefs game and Rams-Lions. Rams-Lions was as good as it gets. That was a great game to watch right from the beginning. Both teams were scoring big plays, all the obvious uh, drama and the storylines with Stafford, who played through it, numerous injuries in this game. Uh, Jared Goff eventually getting the win 24-23. It's Detroit. Home to Tampa Bay in the game Sunday before Kansas City at Buffalo. One more yeah, quick. Yep, I'm looking forward to getting Ross on the Eagles. We he lost, we lost yes. his cell right at the end of last week's appearance when you were off. And what I was about to ask him was like, you know, one to ten, how nervous are you about the Eagles? And we didn't get to have that conversation. I wish we had dearly with how this uh, how this ended for them last night. 
yeah, really just incredible. Like I'm trying to avoid the word collapse, <laughs> but they were ten and one. I mean, yeah, uh, it's whatever you want to call it. Pretty bad. I mean, just again, they were not competitive with the Giants in a game that meant something, and then they were just really not competitive with a nine and eight Tampa team last night. Jason Kelsey expected to retire uh, from the from the Eagles from the league after this loss last night. So Tampa, Detroit, Saturday is Houston at Baltimore, four thirty, and then Green Bay off a stunning, super impressive win in Dallas at the 49ers, 8 o'clock on Saturday. All right, let's take a break here. Ross coming up, Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, WGR. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.